you know, you hear these testimonies and how people are learning to tithe and to give. And we, just again this last week, we've seen record, record finances come in in our church. It's just over and over. It's not getting less, it's getting more. And God, God is preparing us. We planted that seed for Mexico. God, God already has given it back. Amen. And, and we're just going to keep believing that we're going to knock that wall out. Amen. We're going to keep growing and we're going to see a revival. Amen. How many believe we're going to continue to see a revival? Amen. It's good to have my mother and father in love here from Costa Rica. They got in last night. Amen. Blessed to have them here with us. Getting ready for wedding time next week. Amen. And uh, we're excited to uh, see what God did Sunday. How many enjoyed Sunday? Amen. That was such a powerful day. And all the baptizees and all the testimonies. And um, we're going to continue to believe that that will be the norm. Amen. If you got your Bibles and your notebooks tonight, I want to ask you a question. How many have been to the dentist? Remember a few weeks ago I preached on dental floss in? How many have ever been to the dentist and got the news that you've got a, a cavity? Right? It's not good news, right? Or you feel it. You can feel it in your tooth with your tongue. You're like, oh, there's a problem here. And that's called tooth what? Tooth decay. Tonight I want to talk about truth decay. Tonight I want to mention how strong the truth decay is in our country and around the world. How many would agree with me on that? That we've got a problem of truth decay. And, 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 and this is the time. You know, Sunday... I preached a message that was very straightforward and very, uh, uh, some would call uh, uh, stern or hard, but it's just the Bible. Amen? We're just preaching what God's Word says. And I love what Dwayne said. He said, let's ask God what we can do. You know one of the things we can do for the rest of this year and on going on is we can speak the truth. How many want to speak the truth? The truth. Amen? Just speak the truth. And, and God's word is truth, and we're going to see that tonight in a few scriptures, but we just need to learn to get ourselves into an attitude of telling the truth and speaking the truth so we don't have truth decay. Amen? Maybe God's going to speak to us individually tonight in some areas where he might say there's an area where you can work on, there's something you've been uh, twisting the truth on or stretching the truth on or haven't been honest about. And, and I love what Joe said. How, how awesome is that he was honest? I stopped tithing. He didn't have to mention that in his testimony. But how many know that if we don't learn from our mistakes, we're never going to have that testimony. Amen? So I love the humility in that, that he would say, I haven't done that. If you're in here, be honest with God. Amen? Be honest with God because you can't lie to him. Amen? He's going to see your truth decay. Just like a dentist looks in there, you can, you can, tell, you can brush your teeth for an hour before you go to the dentist. But if your teeth are messed up, it's not going to help. Amen? You can floss before, and they can say, remember we asked, have you been flossing? You go, yeah, I flossed. I've been flossing. I've been flossing all day. Amen, before this dental appointment. It's not going to work, right? The doctor's going to see through, and God's going to see through. Here's an interesting thing. First of all, I want to mention this. If you haven't seen it yet, I want you to write this down. I want you to watch it. It's homework. The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I don't know if it's available in any place else, but if you have not seen it, you must. it's a must-see. Because it is a confirmation. Carla and I watched it about a month or two ago, I think. Um, and it's a confirmation of everything we've been talking about. And everything we know about social media, how dangerous social media is, how dangerous the media is, and how much lying there is, and how much deception there is, and how much we're, we're really, whether you want to believe it or not, controlled by social media, controlled by the media. And if you look at today in our, in our uh, day we're living in in our United States, as we're coming up for an election, and we're having all these things that we're going through in our lives, there, there, there are constant lies, constant deception, constant twisting of the truth 
uh, in our government, in politics, in, sometimes in the churches, in the world, and we've got to stop that. When you find out you got tooth decay, you got to fix it. And so in that social dilemma, there's a couple things that I thought were really interesting. And, and one of them was they said, they says, it says in this documentary that social media divides, for first of all, not to, not to give it away, but you're going to hear people from Facebook and Instagram and Google who worked for those companies and, 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 don't long, and no longer work for them and came out and just said, this is what they're really about. This is what the, the hidden agenda is on these things. And it says social media divides, monetizes, controls, manipulates, polarizes, and distracts. Right? So, so we've been talking about this a lot. Listen, I know some people are never going to get off social media. Some people feel like I don't need, need to get off, but I can tell you, you need to be on it less. I've been saying that for a long time, amen? If it's consuming you, if you go read that, uh, that thing at the, in, in your settings and it says you've been on Facebook for 38 minutes a day, something's wrong. Oh, maybe that was somebody's number. Can I get an, an, one amen? Amen, amen. And so you can go there and see how long you've been on there. You can put limits and all kinds of stuff. But the truth is, it's set up to, to manipulate. It's set up to polarize. It's set up to distract us and to get us to think a certain way. And here's a truth that was in this, this uh, documentary but also has been around for a long time. False news, okay? I told my in-laws this when they, when they got here last night or this morning, I think we were talking about it. I said, now that you're here, in the United States, again, they're coming from Costa Rica. I said, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you see on the media, on the news, because it's, how many know there's a lot of stuff out there that we hear, and it's not true? Amen? There's a lot, I mean, I could go down the line on lots of examples, but I, you know, with my daughter being a police officer, one of the things that I told them is, the stuff you see over there in Costa Rica, it, when you see that people are disrespecting police officers, and they don't like police officers, and all these different things, I said, that is not the whole population, and it's not even the majority, it's not even half the majority, it's a small group. Am I right? So things that we see, we tend to believe. And we have to realize the Bible is the only thing, somebody say only thing, we can trust. The only thing we can trust. We have the truth tonight, okay? But it said in this thing that uh, false news travels six times faster than the truth. So something that's a lie gets out the gate and travels six times faster than the truth. And I found a quote. I've got a few quotes. This one is so powerful. Listen to this. A lie can travel half away, halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Did you hear that? A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. Lies fast, 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 fast. And what do we do as people? If we read it, we believe it. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. If somebody said it, it's got to be true. And there's another thing that's very interesting, and this is also a fact. The more a lie is told, the more it is believed. So a lie can be told over and over again, and it can be a flat-out lie. It can be totally wrong, but if someone hears it over and over again, if you see it on social media one day, and then you hear it on the news another day, and then somebody else says it in a, in a, in a work setting, then all of a sudden it must be true. And that's kind of how we live our lives, whether we believe it or not, whether we realize it or not. So our world 
and especially our nation, is in truth decay. But Jesus said in his word in John 8, 32, here's what it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay? We shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. In this place, all over the place, we have people here who have been set free. Before they were living a lie. Amen? We were living a lie of what society tells us we are. We're living a lie of what society says we can do, what we can't do. We have all these things around us that are manipulating us and telling us things. And we, church, in these days, got to get back to the Word of God and look at what God's Word says about us. How many would rather believe what God says about you than what your neighbor says about you? Amen? In any area of your life, why, why do we listen so much to people and we don't listen to God? Why is it that he's the last person we go talk to? He's the last one we go to to pray to, as Joe said in his. I talked to a bunch of people, but I didn't go talk to God. Why do we put God last when he's the answer, when he has the answer? Because we have so much around us that's telling us, and we think, it's, it's kind of like today. Here's, here's a great example, and I use it all the time. It's kind of like the megachurch, the one that has 15, 20, 30,000 people. They've got to be preaching the truth, don't they? They have to be preaching the truth, because why would 20 or 30,000 people go someplace where the truth's not being preached? Right? That's what we think. We think, well, there's a crowd over there. There's a ton of people over there. They can't all be wrong. And that's kind of the mentality that we have as, as Americans, that if somebody said it, it must be true. And if, if, if it's a majority, it must be. Well, it must be a majority, actually, because I've heard it so many times, that's got to be true. We can't live our lives like that. Because, as I said Sunday, we're going to continue to see more and more divide between the true church and the fake church. Just like there's a divide between the false news and real news. Okay? There's lots of lies out there, and we've got to be careful what we believe. So he says, the truth shall, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Listen to this. The truth may hurt for a little while. How many of you found that out? Tell the truth, it may hurt for a little while, but a lie hurts forever. A lie lasts forever. You say, you say something truthful, it might hurt for a little bit. You're going to have to deal with the consequences of being truthful. But a lie hurts forever. Now listen, I believe, like never before, I'm going to make, I make a, a feeling of, 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 of spiritual belief this, this, tonight, that I believe that our, our nation and people around the world are, are, are primed to be got, uh, changed by the gospel because I think people are so sick and tired of lies. Like, like Sunday, you know, we saw one of the most amazing altar calls I've ever, I've ever been a part of. And, and, the, and, and it was a message that was very straightforward and very truthful. Why did so many people come forward? Why is God touching so many hearts? Because we are in a society where there's so much lying and so much manipulation that I believe deep down inside people are thinking, I just want the truth. I want somebody to tell me the truth. It may hurt me. It might not be what I like. It might change my lifestyle. It might change my beliefs, but I want the truth. Does anybody else in here believe that there's a, a country and a nation and a people today who want the truth? They just want to hear the truth. And I believe that it's going to continue to draw people in because they're going to say, I can go there and I know that they're going to tell me what I need to hear, not what I want. John, Jesus said this. It was one of his prayers in John 17, 17. He made this a prayer. As he's praying for us, if you've ever read that chapter of John 17, he's praying for the believers that believed in him right then. He's praying for the believers that are going to come right behind him. He's praying for the believers that are going to come 100 years later. And he's praying for us. He begins to pray for his disciples, and he makes this prayer. He says, Lord, 
Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Do you believe that tonight? His word is truth. There's a verse that says, let God be truth and every man be a liar. So when we quote God's truth, we cannot be, we cannot be wrong. No matter what the society says, no matter what the people think. So when he says, sanctify them by your truth, he says, make them holy by your truth. So when we're speaking truth, we're holy. Doesn't mean that we have it all together. Doesn't mean that we understand it. But we say, this is what the Bible says, and this is truth. It's interesting that I saw this uh, uh, quote as I had began to prepare this message last week. And uh, I saw a quote from our home church that I think Pastor Paul uh, quoted this last week. And that's the one they have on the slide. It says, a lie doesn't become truth. Wrong doesn't become right. And evil doesn't become good just because it's accepted by a majority. Now leave that up there for a second and think about that. That's kind of where we're at in our society today. We, we kind of, we're not, not conscious. How many know consciously we don't do it? But we do it as a society. A lie doesn't, just because a lie is told a bunch of times, it doesn't become a truth. But how many know if it's told so many times, people go, it's got, that's got to be true. Everybody's saying it. Wrong, does never, wrong never becomes right. And evil never becomes good. Just because it's accepted by a majority. Has anybody read your Bible enough to realize that we're, we're, not, we're not called to be a majority? We're not, we're not of this world. We're called, the, Bible says, the Bible didn't say that the road to heaven was, 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 was wide. It said it's narrow. That's a, that's a minority. And, and it doesn't mean because everybody can't go on it. It means because everybody doesn't want to accept the truth. People want to be saved. They want to be right. But they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to be right with God, but they want to believe what they want to believe. And they want to follow the majority. And we need to be tonight people who say, I'm not, I'm not following people. I'm following God. Amen. I'm following God and his word. And I'm going to go down that straight and narrow, that narrow path. And these things don't change because society makes it. As we talked about Sunday, there's so many things that society is trying to make okay. And it's not going to become okay if everybody says it's okay. We have to say, no, I will, I will go to the end of my life to declare God's word as truth. Amen? God's word as truth. How many will do that with me? Stand for God's word. Proverbs 17, 20 says, He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. And he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. Now, Proverbs, I could have grabbed a hundred scriptures from right there in Proverbs about lying. Telling the truth and lying. There's so many to choose from. I tried to choose a few that I felt were the most uh, good for tonight of what I was talking about. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. He who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. What that means is if your heart's not right, you're going to be the one that's following the lie. Because your, your heart wants to follow that. How many, how many have ever, uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just asking you to think about this. How many have ever been doing something or done something you knew was wrong but you still did it because you really wanted to. Right? All of us have at some point, because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna decide, and we're going to make a way, and we're going to justify that what we're doing is okay, no matter who it hurts. And that's not a good thing to have in our hearts. That, that's a, a deceitful thing. And so when, when you've, we've talked about this before. Don't ever say, I'm following my heart. Don't ever tell somebody, follow your heart. 
Because Jeremiah says our hearts are wicked. Very wicked. And who can know the heart? And we need to get our heart back to God. Amen? We need to say, God, here's my heart. You take it. So that I don't walk in that deceit. I don't have this in my notes or on the screen, but write down Isaiah 5.20. It says, there will be a time when they will call good evil and evil good. Good evil and evil good. That's the day we live in today. When somebody does something good, that's wrong. When somebody does something wicked, that's right. Isaiah 5, 700 years before Christ. 2,700 years ago. That's a long time. Almost 3,000 years ago it was, it was proclaimed that there will be a day when they will call good evil and evil good. It's the day we're living in today. Here's a great quote. Ready? How many want to tell the truth tonight? Write this down. Tell the truth or someone will tell it for you. Mm. There, there can't be a more true statement tonight. Tell the truth or someone will tell the truth for you. Amen? And, and it kind of goes back. The reason I chose truth decay is because it goes back to that whole mentality sometimes that we can, we can hide things or we can act like things are okay because it looks good on the outside. You don't see cavities from the outside. You don't see cavities even on your smile. When you smile, you don't see cavities. Cavities are inside. And you can't even, you, and you see that most of the time you see the hole from the top, from, from, from above, or looking under, but you don't see it on the smile. And lots of people today, I mean, if we could see our society, our society has massive, major truth decay. Matter of fact, we need to just pull all the teeth out. Start over, amen? Proverbs 3.3. 3. Let not, mer this, is the, this is an attitude we should have. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So we're talking about the heart. How do, we, how do we make the heart right? We bind the truth of God on our heart. The Bible says we read those words and we, and we hold them to our heart so that we won't sin against them. We have to fall in love with God's word and God's truth. You just have to embrace it and you have to say, listen, I'm, I'm not going to care what the consensus says. I'm not going to care what's popular. Because, again, I mentioned it Sunday, we're seeing things where churches... And groups and organizations are changing the way they think. And God has never changed. And He never will change. He's not going to change for us. You think He's going to change in 2020 if He didn't change in the year 1000? If He didn't change when Jesus was alive? If He didn't change 1,000 years before Jesus came? He's not going to change. He's the, that verse, I know we say it a lot, but it's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And He'll be the same forever. So let's get on His page. Let's get on His side. Let's do what he says. Not try to change things. Let's just get back to the truth. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. So I think that we need to seek that. God, let me have mercy in my heart and truth in my heart. Lord, every, you know how, the, you know how we get this right? Doing it in the little things. Have you ever, ever heard of white lies? White lies, those little ones that don't seem so bad. We need, a, we need a major in the minors. We need, a, we need to ask God, help me, Lord. If I, if I start to say a white lie, or if I start to bend the truth a little bit, or if I start to twist a little bit, or if I start to manipulate a little bit, how many know we can say things sometimes that are advantageous for us? You know, we can go in to a job interview, and we can say some things that are very close to the truth to make us look good so they'll hire us. But how many know that down the road they're going to find out the truth? We can lie on We can put things on our taxes. There's all kinds of things we can do, but it's going to come out down the road. We've got to be truthful. 
Listen to this. This is so good. If you tell the truth, it becomes a part of your past. If you tell the truth, it becomes a part of your past. If you lie, it becomes a part of your future. That's something so powerful we should remember. If I can, if I can be honest, I can get it in the past. But if I lie about it, it's waiting for me in the future. Numbers, uh, I don't have this in the notes either. Numbers 23, 32, I believe it's close to that, is a verse that I used to talk about. In, in Spanish, it makes a lot more sense. We talk about it a lot in discipleship. It basically says that your sins will catch up to you. And in Spanish, it says it better. It says, sus pecados te alcanzarán. So you're walking, and the sin of your past, when you're not honest about it, it will catch up to you, and it will be waiting in front of you. Just like this. Hey, how you doing? Right? So if we, but if we tell the truth today, it, it gets behind us. And it stays behind us. And it gets buried. But if I lie, you can be sure at some point, it may be tomorrow, it may be next month, it may be next year, it may be in 10 years. That lie is going to be a part of your future. Amen. It's a good thing to think about. I want to begin to close right here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 5. Sorry, chapter 2. This is the state. You know, they do a state of the union. Every year the president stands up and says, this is the state of our union. This is the state of the, of the world and even the church today. The spirit of dishonesty, the spirit of lying, the spirit of deceit. And one of the biggest things that the Antichrist is going to use when he comes on the scene is he's going to use delusion. He's going to use manipulation and he's going to twist the truth. Do you think that when the Antichrist comes on the scene that he's just going to show up and, and just, just going to boggle people's minds? He's going to look so like the truth and so right that people are going to believe. It's, not, it, it, it's like all the stuff we see. Sometimes we think of the devil and we think of him with those horns and that ugly person. But the Bible says he dresses as an angel of light. He's not that ugly person we depict in the pictures. Otherwise, people wouldn't believe in him. They wouldn't follow him. But he comes along and he looks right. He sounds right. He, he acts right. He says the right things. He has that seducing spirit. Do you think the, the snake in the garden, the serpent in the garden was ugly and scary? No, it couldn't have been. Because it, 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 it didn't creep up and go boo. It had a conversation. And it was something enticing about it. So we have to be careful to know what the truth is. And 2 Thessalonians helps us with this. It says, don't you remember, or do you not remember, that when I was still with you, I told you these things. He says, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery, watch this, the mystery of lawlessness. One of the main cores of lawlessness is lies and deception. It's already at work. How many would agree that that spirit is already at work? It's at work. People today don't know what to believe. They don't know what to believe. They're lost. But I think, again, like I said earlier, inside in the depths of their hearts, they want to know the truth. They want to be set free. It says, he who now restrains. How many remember here who, who is the he that now restrains? Who is that? The, the church. That's us. Okay? It's the Holy Spirit in us, but it's the church. We are restraining right now. We're the ones holding back from, from the brawl happening on the earth. Okay? And the Bible says we're going to be taken out. If you think there's a lot of lies on the earth today, what do you think it's going to be like when we're gone? 
when the church that's holding the truth is here, we're abiding in his truth, we're sanctified in his truth, we're holding the truth, we're saying this is sin, this is wrong, this is right, what happens when we're gone? What do you think the lawlessness is going to be like? It's kind of like these, all these protests and, and looting and everything that's going on. Everybody says, let's defund the police. Let's see what happens if there's no police on the streets. Let's see if there's no military that steps in. Everybody's going to kill everybody. Everybody's going to die. So can you imagine what's going to happen when there is no longer a church working that is restraining, and he says he will do so until it's taken out of the way. Now stay with me on this. Watch this, verse 8. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Now, does anybody know the scripture to remember what Jesus said about the devil? That he had a name for him. He said he was the father of all truths. Father of all lies. Right? So his greatest manipulation is lying. He's a professional liar. He's good at it. I mean, no, when you're a good liar, you're good. Otherwise, people wouldn't believe you. So he's a good liar. It says, the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. How many, how many know tonight that as bad as everything is, I was telling this to my in-laws today as well as we were coming into town. I said, as bad as things are, we have a just God, and he's going he's gonna to make those liars and those deceivers and those thieves and those murderers and those corruptors, they're going to pay. They're going to answer to God. Amen? They are going to have to answer to a just, righteous God. Put those people in God's hands. If you've been wronged here or hurt here or somebody's hurt you or your family, give them to God. God's going to do a much better job of, of revenge than you could ever do. He says he's going to come and destroy them with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is in according to the work of who? Satan. With power and signs, and leave this up for just a second, and lying wonders. Here's the day we're living in right now. I'm telling you, this is the day. As I said, we're in the fourth quarter. As I said, we're in the last few seconds. As I said, we're the generation that's going to see Jesus. We're also in the generation that's seeing the power of Satan and lies and manipulation. That people today would believe the truth, sorry, a lie more than they would believe the truth. How is that possible? How have we gotten to a place where we would rather believe the, a lie than what's actually true? Because we've been manipulated and lied to by this Spirit. He says, with power and signs and lying wonders. Watch this. Stay with me on this. Watch what's going to happen next. And with all unrighteous, what? Deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of what? Of the truth that they might be saved. Truth will set you free. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe what? The lie. They're going to believe the lie. Can you believe that someone's going to come on the scene that's going to act like Jesus and they're going to believe it's him? He's going to do miracles. He's going to do signs. He's going to do wonders. And the Bible says that they would all be condemned who did not believe the what? Truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Let me give you a nugget tonight for making it for God. You better hate lies and love the truth. Love truth. Want truth. Buy truth. Here's the last verse. Buy truth. 
I'm not just saying that. The Bible says it. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Okay? He says, and wisdom and instruction and understanding. How do we buy the truth? We read it. Amen? We read the word and we get, we get a, a revelation. As the musicians are coming, I want you to think of this last thing. The only people who are mad at you for speaking the truth are the people who are living a lie. So if you speak the truth and they get mad, they're living a lie. Because when God is working on people and He's touching their heart, and even though if they're wicked, they're lost, they're bound, they're, 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 they're in drugs, they're in alcohol, they're in crazy lifestyles, that truth hits them and, they, and something tells them, I'm wrong. I've got to change. I don't think we realize tonight, church, what a miracle it is when people get out of their seats and come down and give their lives to Jesus Christ and realize that I need to be saved and I need to change my life to Jesus. We, we take it for granted. We take it for granted, but it's a huge thing. Every single time someone comes forward and gives their lives to Jesus, it's a miracle. Amen? That they have accepted the truth over a lie. Because there's a lot of lies. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. And God, I'm asking you to fill us tonight with truth and a desire to have the truth. Lord, that we will not believe everything we see, but we will believe your word. Even if it's popular, even if it's a majority, even if everybody's doing it, we're going to say that's not what God's word says. You say in Timothy that we need to read the word of God and study to show ourselves approved so that we can rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, let you be truth tonight and let every person be a liar. God, we're not trying to be right with this world, we're not trying to be right in our society. We're not trying to be popular. We want to be right. Help us all tonight, God, to seek truth. Lord, maybe on a smaller scale tonight in this place, maybe there's lies that have been going on in a relationship or lies in a marriage or lies in a workplace. Help us tonight to get right on those things. Help us to come clean. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to realize that quote that we said earlier, Father, that if we will speak the truth, it will be in our past. But if we lie about it, it'll be waiting in our future. Lord, there's healing tonight. And your word actually says in 1 John that if we'll confess and be honest our sins and, and ask you to forgive us, your word says you're faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As you're praying, let God's Holy Spirit work on you. Let His Spirit come in and tap you on the heart and say, do you love honesty or do you love dishonesty? Where's your heart at? Look for mercy. Seek mercy. Seek the truth. Because there's, there's coming a day when it's going to be hard to see the truth. Because more and more people are going to believe the lie. Church, we have to understand that. If you're listening to me right now, if you're listening to me as I pray, if you're listening to me as I close this service, you better buy the truth. Buy it. Hold on to it. Grab it. Don't let anybody deceive you. Know your Bible. Know what the Bible says. Know what the Word of God says so that no one can deceive you. Because the Bible says, Jesus said there'd come a time when even the elect would be deceived. Even people who know the truth would be deceived. Don't let that be you. 
Know what his word says. Love his word. Love his truth. And just ask him to reveal it to you. And how many know sometimes the truth hurts? But it also heals. All over this place, watching online, listening on the podcast, how many don't know the truth of Jesus Christ? He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Jesus is truth. You want truth? Trust Jesus. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Tonight, if you have not confessed Him, if you've not accepted Him, if you've not claimed Him as your Lord, how many would say, that's me tonight, Pastor, just lifting up your hand and putting it back down. I want Jesus to come in and be Lord of my life all over this place, watching online, listening on the podcast. I need Jesus tonight. I need Jesus. On this Wednesday night, where's your heart at? Is it, is it longing for truth or is it, or is it de- being deceived and, 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 and thinking, man, I can, I can get away with this. No one has to know. There's something in us that has to say, God, I want truth to come out. I want truth, 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 truth. Truth heals. Truth is powerful. All over this place tonight. Amen. Let's, let's say a prayer tonight for those that are watching online before we go offline those that are listening on the podcast, let's say the prayer of salvation. Let's be honest. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I want everybody in here to say this with me. Lord Jesus, we believe your word, that it is truth. Sanctify us with your truth. Jesus, we believe you died on the cross for our sins. You were buried in a grave. And three days later, you rose from the dead. Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you're Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Accepting you, Lord, is my decision. I believe in you. I trust you. And now I'm going to obey you. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And from this day forward, I will seek truth. And I will serve you and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we stand tonight all over this place, I want to open up the altars.